Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. The Exodus is a story we tell every year on Pesach. We recall how Moses led the Israelites out of the land of Goshen into the Nile Delta in Egypt to the Promised Land. But which route did he take? In 2007, environmental management consultant Margaret Roberts embarked on an epic journey walking in the footsteps of Moses and the Israelites. She found astounding historical and archaeological evidence on the way, which made the Bible come alive for her. She is my guest now to tell me more. Margaret, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Margaret, where did the idea of walking in Moses' footsteps come from? Um, it was around Pesach time, um, and I was watching a TV, and I saw an advert for... Um, tourists come to Egypt it was a very nice advert and I thought well you know that wouldn't be a bad idea to go and visit Egypt and then I thought well I wonder where they went um, and also the word Yetias Mitzrayim which means going out of Egypt means going out of your limitations and I really felt that I would like to experience the exodus in situ and go out of my own limitations and experience it physically, emotionally, and spiritually. How did you know where to walk? What what was your guiding light? There was very little information altogether about it. It took me an enormous amount of research to actually work out where I would have to go. But in the Chumash, called The Living Torah by Arya Kaplan, on page 333, there's a little map. And... Um, on that, on the map, I saw tiny little, almost invisible contour lines. And because I'm an environmental consultant, I, I managed to take that map and superimpose it onto Google Earth and work out where the coordinates are. Because on that map, it's got the 42 camps that the Israelites went through. And after a tremendous amount of research with maps, um, various different maps I managed to figure out from which point to which point I would have to go to trace that route which is the traditional exodus route so which which route did you take um I took a route that started in Goshen which is in the Nile Delta the Nile River flows into the Mediterranean Sea and as it reaches the Mediterranean Sea it, it fans out to for Delta and there, there's an ancient city called P. Ramesses, which is actually in the Haggadah, which says Pitoman Ramesses, where they started. And then I followed a route from there down to the top of the Red Sea, Gulf, where the Red Sea splitting took place. And then the route took me down the west coast of Sinai, southern part of the Sinai Peninsula, and then up to the east coast of the Sinai Peninsula, up to the, near the Gaza border of Egypt and Israel. And then it took me down the border of Israel and Egypt in like a zigzagging route, and then through the Negev to Eilat, and then from Eilat I had to cross into Jordan and then go up, door, up the Jordan Valley and eventually go to um, where the 
Dead Sea is, which was the end of that route and is opposite the city of Jericho. Wow. How, how long did it take you? Um, well, it took me about eight weeks. I, I went partly walking, partly on camel and also, um, in a rickety little jeep from a Bedouin that I, um, contacted and met in somewhere like at a bus stop in the Sahara Desert. That's quite brave. Um, Margaret, did you go by yourself? Yeah, I went by myself. I went by myself because I had to tell him where I wanted to go. And, um, so, so, um, yeah, I went by myself. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you had a better one guide, you said. Did you have the guide from the beginning? Well, when, when I started at the, um, at the city of Petalman Ramesses, um, I was just in a car that I hired from Egypt and I went there. Um, and then, um, when, and then I took a bus to the, the crossing of the Red Sea and, um, I found the area where the sea split. Um, it's to cross from Egypt into the Sinai Peninsula. Um, I had to take a ferry across the Red Sea. It didn't split for me. <laughs> when you said you found the part yeah. where the sea split, how did you find it and how did you know? Because I looked on the map in the, the living Torah Chumash and it had like um, a tracing of where the route would be. Wow. But because I'm an environmental consultant, I can read the landscape. So um I found a point there where there was mountains behind and the beach where they stood and the sea in front and where they couldn't go anywhere else. And that was the point of the crossing. But I also did a lot of research for many months of um writings of various people and ancient maps and I had to piece the whole thing together like a jigsaw puzzle. Margaret, are you the first person to try and retrace those steps? Yeah, I think I'm the first Jewish person with a Torah background who who, who went there specifically to to trace the Exodus route. There there are other people at various points in history to who try to indicate where they think it might be. But as far as I know, I'm the only one who's done it like that. Wow. You said you pushed your personal boundaries. What was for you the most significant achievement? Well, first of all, it was an exceptionally difficult journey to undertake because um, the logistics were just myself, the Bedouin, and a little jeep, and then at, at times camels and walking. So we, you know, we had to sleep on the desert sand, um, and it's freezing cold at night in the desert and boiling hot during the day. Um, we just had flour and water, which we used to make like into a pizza dough and very flat pizza dough. And then we had to make ashes on the sand with, with little bits of wood that we found and like bake the, the dough on the, the sand. And it was like, like eating matcha. <laughs> And it was a real yeah, immersive experience. Ex- absolutely, definitely. And then, um, <clears throat> I met a Bedouin family. I met this Bedouin family and the, 
they took me into the desert to sh- show me how they produce, um, you know, goats and sheep. And I found um, the oasis of Elam and which is in the Torah. And, um, and I, I had to go I climb up a mountain to go and see the place where there was an ancient temple that when Moses said he was taking the Israelites into the Sinai to, to worship their gods, the pharaohs understood because they also had an ancient temple in the Sinai. Well, let's talk a little bit about the merging of the Bible and archaeology. What kind of archaeological evidence did you find for your while you were traveling? Um, at the one encampment where there were 40 wells, 40 palm trees and 12 wells, I found those wells and palm trees. Um, I found, I found the oasis of Rufadim, which is where, um, where they ran out of food. I found the valley where the manna first time, the manna for the first time was, was given to them. And I, I found the mountain called Gebel Musa, which is um, uh, um, the traditional Mount Sinai. Wow. And I also found the place where they they were complaining to Moses that they didn't have, they were tired of eating manna and they wanted meat where the quails came. And there, there were 36 ancient mass graves because apparently people died there from um, excessive eating. Wow. I, I found an oasis where Miriam got leprosy. How do you know? And I found. How, when you say you found, how do you know that was the oasis where Miriam got leprosy? Because it says in the Torah that Miriam got leprosy um, when she spoke lotion horror about Moses, and it was at a place called Hazerut, and I found that encampment of Hazerut on the map in the Chumash, and I managed to pinpoint the coordinates of it by looking at these funny little tiny little contour lines and, and can going on to Google and find exactly the coordinates for that oh, place. It's incredible. And what was your feeling as you went along discovering? It was it was one of like making the Torah come alive and it's you know like I live in Glen Hazel and I can walk around Glen Hazel and I know where I'm going and what it all looks like. It, it was like making the Torah come alive like that. That, that I could see what they were talking about. I could experience, I could experience being in the desert. I could experience the openness of it and the harshness of it, um, and the difficulty walking and, and how, how, how much of a huge journey it would have been. Then I also managed to experience many, many different, um, emotions and like coming out of, Coming out of my own limitations and learning the lessons, like um, how wonderful it is to have food, not taking it for granted, and how you can go from a spiritual low to a spiritual high if you find in the difficulties that you're going through that golden little gift at the bottom that Hashem is teaching you how to to grow yourself spiritually. And I, I learned. Sorry, carry on. Sorry? Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Now, I learned how to get on with strangers because I was with Muslim Arabs. I was with this Muslim Arab and only Muslims I met 
on the way and I, I learned how to get on when they respected me when I had to bake my khalas in the sand for Shabbat and they, I respected them when they had to do their prayers and now I just learned to get on with very, I learned to, that if you trust, if you say to somebody, I'm here on my own and I'm trusting you that everything should be alright, that they, they actually take on that responsibility of treating you now. See. Margaret Water, what did you do about water? Under the Sana Desert, there are aquifers, the underground water resources. So at various points, there are wells. And you, you go to the well and you lower a bucket into the well and you get water from underground water. Okay, so you had your water. You were completely reliant. You, you were very trusting. Were you scared? No, I wasn't scared. Um, it was fine, you know. I learned as an environmental consultant going out to all different way out areas to do the work that uh, it's, it's beautiful to be in nature and it's absolutely magnificent to be in the desert. It's silent. There's no media, there's no noise, there's no rush, there's no lights, there's no people. And you just, it's, it's absolutely magnificent because you, you find your inner soul and you, you find a special way of connecting to God. So it was, Sounds like an incredible experience, um, Margaret. You've you've documented your experience both in a book and for SABC. Can you just tell me quickly about that? And when I came back, I showed my the pictures that I took to my friends, and people asked me to talk to them about it. And then everyone saying, "Why don't you write a book?" So eventually, I did write a book took me many years to write because it's got very multi-layered levels of the environment and the and the cultures and the people and the experiences and the Torah sections and the spirituality that I saw in all the 42 encampments. And then um, one day I was giving a lecture at um, the Great Park and a lady came up to me and said, I want to make a documentary. And I took her with a, with a crew and we made a documentary that the SABC2 and sometimes show on TV. Margaret, do you have any other plans to travel and uh, unearth literally the, the Bible? Yeah, I've actually been back a couple of times since I did the original trip because um, I'm busy doing a doctorate on it where I'm showing how the places, that I, what I researched, that the places where the Israelites walked were not like wandering in the middle of nowhere. They went on ancient trade routes and also all the archaeological findings that, like I found ancient fortresses and that um, a lot where they went was actually an ancient port. And that when Moses made the copper serpent, there's actually a proper copper mine there. And um, so I'm also doing research on what exactly was the vegetation that they saw. Has it changed in the last 3,500 years or not? Oh, and that's what my doctor did. Absolutely fascinating. When you've completed your doctorate, can we speak again? With the greatest of pleasure. I've I've nearly finished. <laughs> so I'd love to I I'd love to get insight, kind of like academic insight as well, from kind of ex experiential okay. as well as biblical. Margaret, thank you so much for joining me. It's a great pleasure. That was Margaret. Thank you. Thank you. That was Margaret Ravitz, who has written the book, Walking the Exodus, My Journey in the Footsteps of Moses.